This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WIRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. You know, I am I'm politicked out. We've done nothing but politics for the past month. So today we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about comedy. We're going to talk about how you get into comedy. We're going to talk about how you become a good comedian because it's something that people all over the area, all over the country want to do. And so with us to with us today to help with that, her name is Miranda Barnett. She's very funny. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Okay. Uh, you're a very funny person. You came highly recommended from our buddy Spangle because I said, Spangle, I said, who, who can we have? Who can I get? Uh, that is very funny that can talk about going through the process of becoming a comedian. And he recommended you. Hmm. Well, I owe Chris $20 for one. <laughs> I told him, get me in. I don't care where it's at. Okay, so let's talk about being a comedian. Like, tell us what you do. What is a, because it's not your full-time job, but it's something you're toiling with. It's something yeah. you're you're uh, you're getting booked at and becoming, becoming well-known for. Why did you want to get into comedy? 
Uh, you know, I actually have just always had, I don't know, a really good sense of humor. Um, and with my life and background, um, really interesting stories. So I guess when you mix the two together, um, people have just always told me that I should do comedy. And I met the owner of Morty's Comedy Joint and told him that so of course no like you're telling him because he probably hears that from people all the time yeah like, exactly I'm, like I'm very funny I'm like I'm yeah I'm kind of funny and he was just like oh yeah well tell me something funny or tell me a joke Do, is that literally how it goes he's like tell me yeah. a joke yeah so I mean yeah the pressure I mean so I mean if you're going to be bold enough to tell a comedian and the owner of a comedy club that you're funny right they're going to put you on the spot so but, it's on the spot you had to tell oh, him a yeah. joke and it worked well, it did, and I don't really even have jokes, and that was the funny thing. And I, what's funny is I like to put myself in those awkward moments because I just don't know. I like to learn a lot, so I always will do it. I'll step up to weird plates all the time. Okay, so do you remember, like, the first time they put you up on stage, like what that was like? Yeah, uh, it was really kind of crazy. I mean, honestly, you kind of don't necessarily even remember all of the emotion you're going through when you're up there do you see the people because it's a spotlight right yeah no you can't see any (laughs) you can't see anyone the lights are just coming in and you're basically blinded so all the photos I have from all the beginning times that I was on stage are my eyes are closed right we call that the Ray Charles does it (laughs) does it freak you out to be on stage looking at because, like, in radio, I just talk to the guests. Like, you and I are talking. Mm-hmm. I know there's lots of people that are out there listening, but I don't get to see them. It, you know, it doesn't bother me that that a lot of people are hearing this. You are out in front of a large group of people, and you can't see them. Like, so much of good uh, conversation is reaction, right? Exactly. So, I try to position myself where I can at least see a few people, because that does help me. But then I've also learned to just ignore it and keep going and really just kind of work on my delivery and instead of waiting for their reaction um just timing it out like giving it a second when I know I should like you know let them catch up or whatever working on some of that is what is the key to missing that reaction from them again our guest is Miranda Barnett we're talking about comedy today um so you say to yourself like you hear these things you're like do you go through the day and you're like this this is funny this would be good for my comedy routine yeah, honestly, I am very narcissistic, so I find uh, everything that happens to me very funny. I'm very quirky, um, and nothing that I do seems to go without causing a ruckus. Yeah, so it, it, it's interesting, because I was watching Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live the other night, and it's been a while, Chappelle's been gone for a while, but I was thinking, you know, he is so good because he's so direct and honest about everything, and, yeah. and I'm curious, who really inspires you as a, as a comedian? Um, you know what? I've always loved Chelsea Handler, of course. Right. Um, she, I don't know, I just, I totally get her when she says things. It's like super funny, but then I also, I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so me. Right. Um, but Whitney Cummings also, she is just, she's really funny, but I can also relate. Um, like there was an HBO special I watched recently that just like the whole thing, I just thought, oh my gosh. Like, that is just my life right now. That's the transition I've now come into. <laughs> um, when you're do, when you're on stage, I'm curious how you put an act together. Do they tell you you've got five minutes, you've got ten minutes? Like, do they set it up for you? Uh, they'll tell you. Um, you know, you'll know going into the open mic or if you're doing a show, yeah, how long your set should be. They'll give you a light, but like a one minute before your set is over. Um, so you know to wrap it up. 
It's always great, and I know I've done it probably. They before. give you a signal like it's time to go. Yeah, the, what, and sometimes people don't see that light, and they'll just keep on going. They and cut going. your mic. Have they ever cut your mic before? Not for me, but they, I've seen it happen to <laughs> others. And but I've done it before. Um, but it was at Joker's downtown with Neil Snyder, and he's just a little angel. <laughs> so I'm curious. Um, because a lot of times you will, whether it's, uh, you know, crackers or Morty's or whatever, there's the opening act for the opening act. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that before? Have you been the opening I act? I just the- recently started, yeah, getting a few of those. So it's been really exciting. Is there pressure with that? Because you can't be better than the actual act. And a lot of times I will go to these things and think, man, the first person up was the best part of the show. Yeah, you know, honestly, I haven't had that problem just because, you know, I always tone it back. I don't want to... Do you You bring the B game? Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to kill it for anyone else. This is their big day. <laughs> so <laughs> get the spotlight all the So time. how long have you been doing this for now? Since just the beginning of the year. And you have, like I said, you've really kind of taken off. You've got great recommendations. Um, it's been a quick rise for you. A lot of people toil in this stuff for years and years and years and years. Why do people like you? What is it about you? Um, well, for one, I... I mean, you're very likable as a person. Thank you. Um, well, for one, I don't know. Honestly, I, I have been doing things where I am just okay with public speaking, okay with getting attention from a crowd, okay with, you know, having that kind of attention. Um, so I think kind of the nervousness is some of the things that people are scared of when it comes to that. Um, and maybe that, you know, but... Being a girl who isn't terrible looking in comedy um, is a bit of a thing in itself because there's just not a lot of that right now. Right, because the and this is not to degrade the female comics, but a lot of times they are not what most people might deem attractive. Uh, attractive yeah, people. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and a lot of the male comics also are right. just, and, or they're, you know, they're what they would consider themselves as super nerdy or because honestly with comedy, um, you know, you have to be self-deprecating. So you have to have something that you can make fun of. Right. You have to have had some struggles. You have to have been through um, some things. And, you know, obviously if you're overweight, you have a whole world of material there uh, to just, you know, go ahead and make fun of yourself. Is that... Because, like I said, I'm very, having been an elected official and everything, I'm very protective of my image. I can't imagine just going on stage and making fun of myself for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time. Do you, you just sort of throw caution to the wind and say, there it goes? I, you know what? I do. And since I started doing comedy, I've totally done thrown that caution to the wind with Facebook and my, my real life for a lot of times to be honest um and it's been a really i don't know growing time for me um so were you not like that before before you started doing comedy were you a little more reserved because i don't see you being reserved I, right well i mean the thing is i i'm a gemini so um i would i i was super conservative and reserved on on one end but then under certain settings and whatnot i would you know i did have that personality and that spontaneous craziness within me um but i I just, the way that I like had to raise myself and the way that I had to be as a single mom and when my, you know, daughter was younger and just everything, uh, the pressure that I felt like what I had to be like, um, kept me in, you know, in control and, and also kept me in check, if you will. Um, but that, sorry, that, and then also a lot, you know, I guess I've been in a couple, two super long relationships during a long span before I've started comedy. And I don't know, I guess 
I've always dated older guys also because I was poor, so I had to date people that had more money than me. That's a great strategy. Yeah, it's <laughs> so what you have to do. So women actually do that, right? Um, you know, it's a, you don't you don't go into it thinking. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, but it's kind of a, even subconscious types. You know, yeah, it's like unless you're okay with being poor, which some people are, but I was not. So it's like, if, and I mean, but I'm still that way. Like I wouldn't date someone that's more poor than I am because, like, why aren't they doing something to not be so poor? Right there, you go. See, and this is what we love. We love the honesty of this. So yeah. um, we're going to get into some topics here because I'm very, oh, I'm always curious to get the comedian perspective mm-hmm. on some very serious topics because one of the reasons we love the We Are Libertarian guys is they provide a comedic look at politics and government and mm-hmm. life. And I know you're, you're friends with them. But I'm curious what advice you would give to somebody who is looking to get into the field of comedy. Like how would you advise them to start, to explore whether it's something they want to do? What, what would you tell them? Um, well, I mean, you have to really be able to throw that caution to the wind or know where your boundaries are, for one. <laughs> I mean, can you have boundaries and be a good comedian? You you can't, can you? Yeah, you can. There's so many different types of comedians. I just did a show with uh, Nate Gropp, who was the um, Crossroads Comedy Festival and Morty's Trial by Laughter. Um, and he's hilarious, but he has some really funny but super appropriate for any audience um, jokes that he's worked on, I'm sure, a million times. And they involve songs. And, like, it's just hilarious. Um, and I just I was watching him and thinking, he could do a kid's birthday party with that same material. And he could also probably make a whole room of people, you know, just laugh with the same thing. So, you know, of adults or whatever. So it's, I thought that was really cool that it was so diverse. Um, you start a little bit later in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people start in comedy in their teens even or their 20s, you know. And, and I'm curious um, if you're glad you've done this and sort of where you see your comedy going going from here. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Because I'm an older person too, so maybe I might have a career in yeah, comedy. you know what? I say always go for it. And I feel like I've, I can say... Any, I can do anything I set my mind to. I I have, unfortunately, I haven't set it to do you know things like world <laughs> domination or maybe fortunately. Um, You've kept it local. But yeah, I you know for one reason, I mean, I do have a daughter and stuff, and I don't have time to just be totally getting out there. But I'm also not trying to launch a super huge career. Um, but if it happened and if it got there, that'd be wonderful. I would love that. Um, but at the same time, I would just say anyone you know trying to get into it, you have definitely have to be ready to just laugh at yourself um totally be ready to lay it all out on the table but also be ready to fail uh so many times i've been on stage and just ate it um what now now that means you didn't do well right yeah and for various reasons now when when you say you ate it you didn't do well is that based on the audience response based on your Mm -hmm. own standards all around okay is that Um, that's gonna be difficult right it is um it is really difficult, and also because I'm someone that um, is always just like completely analyzing all the time. Like my brain never stops. Right. So the whole time things are going, my brain's going also, like trying to anticipate what's happening next. And um, so it's like I'm, I, especially sometimes you can see them. Like I said, I'll just look them right in the eye, and I just keep going, and I know that they're not laughing, and I can see their face that they obviously hate. And I'm just like, you love me, <laughs> and just keep going. Um, and I just, I'll even push deeper into like just. Dig right in is, there. Is there some sort of audience, uh, What what is the word, decorum? Like, aren't I supposed to at least pretend like I'm having fun if you're not doing well? I mean, what is my role in all this? You know, honestly, I think 
I honestly pretty much do that when I'm at a comedy show. Right. Um, because I like to have fun no matter what. So, again, if something's happening, I'll take control and, yeah, fake it till you make it, I guess, if you will. But so the audience, though, no. You know, it's our job to make you laugh. Right. And you don't have to, you don't have to get every single joke. You don't have to. But, you know, the audience, the problem is things like laughter are contagious um, with any kind of social behavior. So if one person is scared to do it, especially on some sketchy material, um, you know, if nobody at the table is laughing, nobody wants to be that first person to do it. Right. Um, but if everybody's laughing, then it's everybody laughs because sometimes other people's laughs will make you laugh. You know, because it, it's interesting. And again, to come full circle on this, I get to sit in here and talk to you. Like, this could be the best show ever. It could be the worst show ever. But I don't know because I get to tape this. I get to put it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And sort of somebody... Uh, commenting on Facebook or something, this show was terrible. I never know. You've got to look these people in the eye. And then if like you're the warm up act or whatever, you got to see these people the rest of the night. Yep. Um, so yeah, you know what? That's where again, fake it till you make it. Like I, I will just keep going. And when I'm done, I just let them know. Like, Hey, I did my, you know what I mean? It's right. like, I don't let it get to me at all. I just keep going. Cause I did my thing and it may not have even been my best performance, but, um, Chris Bowers, who owns Morty's Comedy Joint, had always told me, record your sets every time, and then you listen to them. And do you go back and do that? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you go back and listen to it? Do you critique mm-hmm. yourself? Oh, gosh, yeah. And so many times that you just hear where you failed. Like, when you know, you got that the audience didn't get it, but then listening back to it, it's like, oh, okay. And then you figure out, like, if I... If I intro it, you know, I just need to figure out a, another way to introduce it and make it relevant or make the audience care. Um, I'm. I, it's interesting for me, too, because... When I'm at a comedy show, like I watch these people and I think how quickly they have to move. And one of the things comedians do is the response to people in the audience. Like you may say something uh, to one set and you get somebody to shout something out great. Or you may say something to another set and you get no response. And that's really a talent to me to think that people say, you can think that fast and have some sort of witty response within literally a second or two seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's, I've been doing stuff like that my whole life, um, you know, and really storytelling and then being very just witty. And that's just always been my personality um, on the fun side of me, like I said, especially, you know, even as a teenager. Um, so a lot of that was stifled for a long time. And maybe that's why it's really exploding out now. But um, yeah, just some of that, you have to know that. Um, you're you're obviously not going to hit everyone sure. and that's great but you know you just keep going and you you know just do better that's all you can get our guest is miranda barnett we're talking about a little bit about comedy and becoming a comedian and how you get involved now let's talk about some current issues here because i think the comedic world is about to have a whole lot of fun over the next mm-hmm. couple of, of years by the way do do are most comedians are they more liberal are they more libertarian are they more conservative is there a bent do you guys ever talk about this stuff Oh, gosh. Um, You know what? I could only go by what I see on Facebook because I talk to them, but I don't... I try to stay away from the whole... All this politics talk. Because... You don't do that in your act? Do you Do you ever no. bring it up? Good heavens, no. I mean, I would definitely feel... I mean, I would feel very comfortable making fun of Hillary Clinton at any time. Right. Um, and actually, I did write a joke, um, and it just something I kind of threw out on Facebook where I said... Okay, alpha females, we have to realize that we can't be, I can't say that, busting other words. Right. Um, women. We can't be something busting women. And, um, you know, still expect men to appreciate us as a woman. 
um, it really cuts it out. It's like, you know, and seeing her, it kind of give me a lot of places in my life where I'm like, you know what? Right. Maybe I don't have to be so aggressive and <laughs> mean all the time. Maybe I should just stop that. So Trump is elected. Um, yeah. Do you think you could have some fun with Trump on, I mean, as a comedian? I mean, I would think his stuff, he's naturally sort of, and nobody loves the Trumpster more than me. I know you love the Trumpster so much. And you know what? That was the best interview. He wishes all of his interviews could be the same. He does. He does. He wishes so it was so great. And I hope when you come out of here, you'll say the same that's thing. That's exactly what I was hoping. I'm going to do a Facebook Live when I get home. I don't have enough data to do it in the car. Uh, <laughs> the way very, my... It's very smart. Yeah. Um, but that's always my goal with everybody that I interview to say, man, I, I wish they would walk away saying, yeah. I wish every interview could be uh, could be just like that. But I would think a guy like Trump, and like I said, nobody loves him more than me, but I realize he is so ripe to make fun of. I mean, he oh, is yeah. he's, he is a walking you know he's been in the camera and in the public eye for so many years so yeah we've seen so many things to make fun of him for now i'm curious as a as a single mother mm -hmm. um were you offended by trump's comments because i don't think much offends you no. but you are a single mother living in indiana you're providing for your child did the trump comments offend you and do you think they offended the average woman i do think they offended the average woman but they did not offend me in the slightest um and I'll tell you why words do not have any power. And people, and especially these millennials, they are just really, really crazy with that. Um, yeah, they're big on the words. They are. You can't do that. And it's like, you know, actually anybody can and it doesn't change anything. You can say something to me, true, not true. It doesn't matter. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and live my life. It's fine. Um, but I'm also very honest, and a lot of people are not comfortable with that honesty. Right. So they don't want things maybe to be out. So maybe that's what it's more of like a secrecy protection. Right. Whereas I just, again, because I don't like living my life like that. And right. And like, oh, it's like too much anxiety for me. So, so you think a lot of the I'm offended was people that aren't maybe really offended, but it was like cool they, to say they were offended? Yeah, they hear those key words and they know they're supposed to be offended. Right. And they go for it. Because here's my thing. 50 million women read Fifty Shades of Grey, right? I mean, it was a big deal. Did you read that book, by the way? No, I watch real pornography. <laughs> so, but so how were they not offended by that, but they were offended by uh, Donald Trump? That was my question on that, right? Well, yeah, because you know what? The bottom line is they're not secure with their self altogether. They just, I can't even understand, to be honest, really what how what that would even strike someone as i mean did you think he was coming to your house right you, i mean <laughs> what is there a draft <laughs> now from the from the guy perspective i say the men who claim they're offended by that the average man has said that or much worse amongst guys standing around talking am i right i say your wife isn't listening what's the real story you know <laughs> that's a guy or you know these guys out and like Portland, Oregon, they might feel that way because they're super sensitive. Right. They probably, you know, they just cry over everything. Right. So. Now, I'm curious. You mentioned Portland, Oregon, and there were big protests out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, there were big protests here in Indianapolis. Yes. Um, and thankfully, the police handled it pretty well. Nothing got out of hand. Would there you, you ever protest anything politically? I'm not sure I would ever go protest anything. Well, you know, I try not to waste my time. Right. So because that's what they're doing. My right? time is valuable. Well, no, honestly, I get their their reasoning though. I mean, Trump is going to destroy America, and we love our home, <laughs> so we're going to go right out in our home 
And we're going to start destroying stuff. Now, isn't it ironic, too, because the places they're protesting are all places that voted for Hillary. Yes, you're pe- exactly. You're hurting your own people. Could you guys at least bus up and go to the next stage? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get a reason. So you would maybe go protest something, maybe? N- you know, no, I wouldn't protest. I couldn't see anything like that happening. I hate Mike Pence with a passion, so. You, so, okay, so you kind of like Trump, though, right? Trump, I honestly, you know, from what he is saying and so forth and so on, I like a lot of his ideas. I don't, I want, I voted Gary Johnson. Right. Um, but that's that, okay. We interviewed Johnson. He was very uh, nice to so, me. Hey, you know, but, but you're, but you're okay I'm, I'm with Trump. I'm not offended by Trump. Right. Yeah. I'm not moving to Canada. I'm not burying myself. So in the help me understand this. Cause I think our nation really needs to understand this. And I think the Republican party needs to understand this. You said you hate Mike Pence with a passion. Mm-hmm. You're okay with Trump. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between the two of them what why and this is very interesting because you are the sort of woman that the republican party is going to need to attract if they're going forward you're a taxpayer you're you're a contributor to society you're uh very astute on what's going on what is the difference between a trump and a pence um well i'll tell you trump is obviously very new to politics so we don't have a lot of history on that but on where he's going to stand but also he has said a lot of things, and everybody's taking everything he says just so word for word. And like any politician, um, he's going to say things to get attention for the sure. vote. He knows what to say. He, you know, he's got advisors. He knows what to say to target. And there's keywords again that you're going to target people that just draw them in, and that's great. Um, you know, topics like abortion. Well, you know, Trump has always been pro-choice. Up until now, he's running. But guess what? When you're running under the Republican ballot, you don't get to be pro-choice. Right. Guess now he's pro-life. That's wonderful. Because it was like the gay marriage thing that he came out and said, I'm not overturning gay marriage. I don't want to appoint judges that will overturn it. It's been decided. It's done. <laughs> exactly. Yada, yada, yada. And I think everybody the same way will say Donald Trump is not going to make abortion a, plat- a plank of his platform. Am I right? Exactly. Right. And we have enough going on. Like, really? Is he? That's what he's... <laughs> no. We have bigger problems. And, I mean, could he? Absolutely. I don't know. I also try not to get too upset and to things that haven't happened yet because in my experience things change all the time so like with pence what don't you like about pence though i don't like that mike pence feels the right to tell women what to do with their bodies i don't like gay conversion i don't like some where he stands on a lot of issues although i find myself feeling you know very conservative on a lot of issues as well the fiscal issues just mostly fiscal mostly um how the government you know is helping you know people that are in poverty um a lot of things like that because again i've been in and out of those areas and who you know i know a lot about how how it's really working but you're the sort of person correct me if i'm wrong you don't want a government handout you want the government to create a climate where you can provide for yourself because you are a self-provider and that's i actually was on government assistance when i was 18 19 um yeah and i used it and i got off of it you know and it was and it provided help with daycare it did a lot of things um and it helped me to get off of it and through that time and through all the times that other times that i also just lived in neighborhoods in indianapolis where the poverty level is higher and a lot of people are on this assistance um and different family members of mine people i know closely uh you see how people really abuse the system and how easy it really is and i think to myself and even women that are dancers, they're making a lot of money and they have potential to make a lot of money and they're still doing that. They're taking that money away from people who don't have those opportunities to make money. 
And so, so help, and help me, because I've said this for a long time. You, you know who Sean Hannity is? He's mm-hmm. a te- he's a commentator, mm-hmm. Republican commentator. Um, I've said this. His version of America does not exist anymore. Like Sean Hannity has no idea what life is like at Thirty Fourth and Sherman. Like he doesn't know. Sean Hannity believes there should be an apple pie on every windowsill and a, an American flag in every front yard, and that's a great idea. But he's not speaking to that group of people, and I really worry for the Republican Party of until you start speaking to those people, speaking to people like yourself who don't want a hand out, you want a hand up, that we're really going to get lost as a party eventually because of this new generation of people is going to come in and say, the Republican Party is not for me. Right. I think it's just like with your real life experience and everybody you come across, I think the biggest thing they could do that would help them is to stop trying to tell people how to live their life on an individual basis. That's what the Libertarian Party has that's working for them. You're a big Libertarian. Um, but you're not a crazy Libertarian. I was going to say, I fall so in between. That's where it's so strange because before I had ever been introduced to the Libertarian, I would have identified mostly with Republican but still Independent um, because I go you know, right. go with where it is. Because you probably split your ballot, if I'm guessing, right? Like you would do Republicans, Libertarians, maybe a yeah, Democrat. Yeah, where whoever I'm feeling like is the best for right. the job. And so, um, you know, the thing was with the Libertarians, I could never get – so I could never be totally on board with that because some of it is just so far out there. Yeah, they've again, got some crazies. When you live at Michigan and Sherman for a while, <laughs> you know you can't let people just do what they want, Okay. <laughs> They're they're doing that anyway, and like if you give them full reign, it's so so. Can I want you to repeat this real quick because we know our friend Spangle will listen to I this, love and you, and, Chris. I, and I've told mm-hmm. Spangle and I got very heated on the last we were Libertarians last time I was on because he loved Johnson. I interviewed Johnson. I said Johnson is a crazy person. He's for the open borders. Can you please repeat that to everybody that's listening that you can't let everybody do whatever they want whenever they want? No, you cannot. You cannot let everyone do as they please and expect them to do what they should do and keep things going. There has to be structure. There has to be guidelines. And I was raised without those things, and I sought them out all the time. And and that's probably why I was super, you know, conservative and conservative, and I made myself walk a certain line because I wasn't sure how to be because I raised myself. So I was like, okay, I've got to be this way, right? Um, because otherwise, you end up like my cousin who um, I called CPS on many times. Then finally, she had her last child, hopped on a greyhound with her two other children, baby, two children. Uh, baby's dad, hop on a Greyhound to Washington State, uh, became a meth addict. You know, you can do what you want, but it's uh, sometimes it hurts other people, including those children. Yeah. Okay, so uh, where can people see you? Because your act is very funny. You do a great mm-hmm. job. I can't believe that anybody would not laugh at your act. It's uh, very good. Uh, well, where, where Where are you going to be at in the near future? Can you let us know? I'd love to do Wednesday night open mics at Morty's. Um, Thursday nights are Joker's um, open mics. And Neil Snyder is great. Chris Bauer is awesome. Um, I recently, Dan West just booked me for a show in Kokomo. It was wonderful. Um, there was a couple of drunk And you had people. a great crowd. You had a great crowd. Yeah, that crowd was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, now, Crawfordsville, I will tell you, I had two shows one night with Neil, and the first show killed it. And I couldn't, I swear, I couldn't have done any wrong. And then the second crowd, I got up there. Sometimes I get up there, and that's just it. You know you're going to eat crap because you get up there like, oh. <gasps> What was I going to say? And I hate... Um, you, you forgot. Yeah, because you like, you're like thinking of all these really funny things that right. you're going to talk about. Because <laughs> um, I hate to 
<laughs> Neil hates this, but I hate to talk about the same stuff over and over again. Right. So, I'm, so you're not doing the same act. Like if I saw you at seven and then I saw you at nine, I'd be getting a different act. Well, and typically I don't do two in a night, but yes, that was my plan that night, right? But so that night, so I get up there and this has happened obviously just my only show of a night where you get up and you're just like, oh crap, what do I do? Because I don't like to look at my phone because I feel like I'm not supposed to. Right. Like, so I'm not supposed to do that. So I'm just like, well, you got to remember that's now you're it. <laughs> so... Um, when I don't remember, I'll just start talking about random stuff that was kind of funny that I can remember while I'm thinking of whatever that really good thing was. And it kind of lulls, but it's fine. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I do that all the time on the air, too. Yeah. And this is why I pre-record the show, so I can start over if I screw up. But you don't have a second chance. No. And so, you know, and sometimes that that can be funny. You can work it in. But so, yeah, I, I got up there the second time, and... I forgot all that funny stuff I was thinking about in the between time. And so then I start just pulling material from the first act. But listening back to them, they're both really funny shows. Um, however, the first act, there's reasoning and there's a flow. The second time, I start pulling stuff from the first act in my mind. Didn't go over well because some of it was my fat shaming, um, which... I, I just lost 25 to 30 pounds um, just since spring. So... I was really curvy, and so I had some like, oh, I, you know, I am Mary Kate and Ashley Olson's fat older sister, which actually still works because everyone's fatter than they are. <laughs> I thought about that. That one still works, but so but people don't can't always relate because they don't know that I if they don't know right. me they don't sure. get that right. Um, so when I got up there and started talking about that, there and then I look and I'm just like a whole table of very large women, and sometimes. <laughs> I can still win people over because I have a really good comprehension right. and a good way of reading emotion. And so I can kind of tell what people are thinking and I know how to start, you know, getting them back or whatever. Right. Um, and this was a room where you could see eye contact. So I start trying to, and I just couldn't have done worse. Everything <laughs> I, I, and then I ultimately said something about like, I was like, haha, I'm just kidding. I like to eat a whole pizza in my bed and watch Lifetime and plot on my future husband. But, <laughs> What I didn't realize is I look down as I'm saying this. I'm wearing these super skinny jeans, and I was just like, "That's it. They think you're bulimic. You can't say that. You 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 don't get to say that." This has been great. Thanks for doing this with us. Thank you. Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. Uh, just uh, a couple of ways you can listen. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Listen anytime you want. Just search for Central Indiana today, or you can listen at the website wirz.org. Podcast is always presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night.
Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.